Welcome to episode 189 of Coffee Pods and Wads. Today is a penultimate episode of the Go Wad Led Spotlight on Europe series. And you can listen back to Heinrich Kapalainen, Jacqueline Dahlstrom, and Andre Hude if you missed those first three episodes of the series. Um, throughout the open, Go Wad are giving free mobilization and cool down protocols for each workout after it's announced. Um, they cover every division and every age group, which I thought was particularly impressive. Um, they've got a 15 minute mobilization, and I think they had a 15 minute um, recovery. Uh, protocol released say for last week's workout so i assume it'll be similar this week um you can download the app and get yourself ready once the workout is announced a little bit of time passes they've got the mobilization protocols up there um as always rain and the hybrid academy who just launched their socks and quarter zips on the hybridacademy.store and you can use pod 10 for a discount uh whoop you can join the show community page for a chance to win a free year of whoop uh membership that code for that uh group is catchy as ever uh com c-o-m-m hyphen two zero zero eight two eight just rolls off the tongue um and burboxcoachingdevelopment.com are all on board supporting the show and helping to improve your experience with it every week uh today's guest is a man who's used to shining the spotlight on other people uh joseph smackian is a content creator and now a documentarian uh he works with a vast array of athletes and brands in crossfit and has just started sharing the upcoming documentary series on gabby mcgala uh, the program athlete all gas no breaks is the name of that you can search that up on youtube and it's on her page if you uh, are subscribed to that uh, we chat about his life to date from crete to holland to majorca um, and his vision for himself in the sport of crossfit if you want to win a year's free membership with goad all you have to do is share this episode and tag the show so i can see it just like uh, ben bodycomb did Be- bodycomb Bodycomb. Ben Bodycomb did it uh, last week and he won. So he has a free uh, year's membership with GoWad. Um, if you send me a DM, we'll get that sorted. And if you want to do it, just share this episode in your stories or whatever social media platform you use once I'm on it. Tag me in it and we'll pick another winner next week's show. Enjoy, listen, share, and tag. Look, thanks for doing this. Um, I appreciate you taking the time out. Um, so you're uh when we last spoke you were about to move to Mallorca. you were like on the cusp of moving to Mallorca. you've moved now haven't you yeah i've moved now it's been how, uh, how long have you been three there na- three and a half weeks it's, it's gonna be one month on wednesday and how's it been awesome like, say like we'll 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 forget about the creative side and the 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 direct company at the gym and that kind of stuff but like as a place to live how is it it's 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 awesome um i'm from the south region like i'm from cyprus so you know i i thrive by good weather and and the beach and stuff and just just being here my productivity has skyrocketed since i'm here i'm able to work much more much more efficiently um i have no distractions you know when it comes to work and and it's just nice you know you like you, you go you, like you wake up in the morning go outside it's a full blue sky and you come back in the evening, like it's still a good weather. Um, Sundays, you just get out, grab your coffee outside. People are sitting on terraces, grabbing their food. It's, it's just such a nice place to be, man. Like, I, I, this is like the best decision I could have made to move here. And what's uh, is the coffee good there? Yeah, we found, like there's a couple of really good coffee places. Like, there's one actually down the, down the road. So, uh, so Christoph and Gabby actually like they live. Like five minutes walk from from where I, from where I live, um, and so like we need to take the car to go to the gym, and uh, generally they pick me up in the morning because I don't have like my scooter yet. I'm gonna get it sometime next week probably, um, and sometimes I'm like, hey, like just just wait, I'll, I'll walk to your guys' place just so I can get like a a coffee on the way because like I have a really good coffee around here. Is it hilly? Like, is there a lot of hills in? Australia? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So so that that's always a dilemma as well. It's because if I go to their place. There's like this really, really steep hill you have to go up, but it's like it's really steep. Yeah. So you're like, so I'll, I'll, like I'll FaceTime I'll you, the <laughs> and then it's like, ooh, really hilly. But hey, like it's the coffee's worth it. So yeah, um, how come you moved? Like, like so. Sorry, there's a couple of things I want to go back to there actually first. So you're from you? Did you grow up in Cyprus? No, so I grew up in France. Um, I was born in Cyprus, stayed there for like two years, and went to France. I how come you moved to France? 
Uh, my parents worked for the opinion. Obviously, obviously, you weren't you weren't directly involved with the decision if you were too. But like, no, no, what so was what was the reasoning? Their reasoning. So my parents worked for the European institutions. Um, okay. And then in Strasbourg, and then we moved to Brussels when I was fourteen. Um, same for European institutions, and then from there I moved to the Netherlands. I stayed there for five years, and then I went to Spain for a year, and then I've been uh, on the road pretty much since. What's the European institutions? What does that mean? So it's like Banks. European Parliament, European uh, Council of oh, Europe, okay. uh, European. Court. And did they both? Did they both work with that? Yeah. So, so at the beginning was my dad, and then, then my mom also got into it, and then my mom got a job in Brussels. My dad actually moved. My dad lives in Thailand now. Um, so, so yeah, it was just at the beginning. My dad, then both, and then my mom went, moved. To and what, what does he? What does he do in Thailand? He he teaches in univer- university. So he teaches like political science and geopolitics and just took this experience from like all these like institutions and stuff and just like went to uh, to teach it in university. I mean, living is good life in, in Thailand. Okay, so you move. Man, imagine if you had been into video and CrossFit then and you were like being carted around from country to country for like prolonged period. That would have been so handy for what you're doing now if you were like living in Holland for for five years and you had your camera and your interest and then like, oh, we're going to go to Spain. I'm like, imagine the access. Imagine how easy it would have been then for as a hobby and as a, like a creative outlet to have access to all these different places. Do you think that the because you moved around so much when you were a kid, that's why you're comfortable now? Like, that's just what you know. So like staying somewhere for a long time would be boring maybe. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not about being boring because obviously, and especially like since... Like since the world like fully opened up, so let's say like from in the past years, like let's take like since January last year, I've spent way more time abroad than at home, and and come like the month like after Dubai and especially after Waterpalooza, I was like, it's nice to be to be like on the like grinding and like moving around, but at the same time like it's nice to be somewhere you know and like call it home. And so when before I was in Brussels, it was really nice, but. You know, like, obviously I had, like, two or three, like, really good friends from high school, university over there, so I would hang out with them a bit, but at the end of the day, like, you know, when I would come back from, like, a work trip, and I would be at home for two weeks, I, I wouldn't do much, I w- and, like, I would just be waiting to go on the next trip kind of thing, mm. and, like, at some point I was like, hey, like, I want to, like, go somewhere, or, like, find a place where when I come back, I'm happy to be back, like, now I've been at home for, like, a month, and I'm very, very happy to be here, like, just like in a routine every day, get to train, eat well, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, like the fact that I've moved around quite a bit made it very easy for me to just adapt to that life on the road. It's, it, I've always wanted that. Um, I remember like when I, I was thinking like a therapist a long time ago when I actually like broke up with my first girlfriend because it was like a very, very like shitty situation. Um, like we've been like, was my, like my first girlfriend. We've been together for like four, four years and it ended up like, pretty badly and I, I took it was very hard for for me at the time and then like I remember like my therapist some point one day like a couple of months and she was like hey so like what do you want like when you're done with uni and I was like I want to travel all around the world and I was like I do not want to have like a set place I want to live at I was like I want to travel around the world and just just do cool stuff like just live out of my passion and obviously like now now that's what I'm doing so I'm pretty grateful for that what, what age you when you said that uh like 20 19 yeah uh, early 20s okay um were you in college then yeah so i was in my sec second first year of college i went to like law school for a couple of months and i was like no that's not for me and then so i went to business school and it was like during my first year in business school um it all started yeah it all happened but I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that thoughts become things um and like, um, manifestation or whatever that kind of thing yeah so so I'm, I'm a very big believer in the law of attraction and you attract what you want i'm a very believer but you can't just sit down sit on the couch and be like, <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna attract this it's gonna come i want like, loads of money and just like wait with your hands out <laughs> like 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 that like that doesn't work but i'm a strong believer that like if you want something and like if you like you can attract it to you by first of all believing in it and also mm. by like executing day in day out towards it 
Yeah, um, no, that's yeah. I think what, like I, I, I suppose as well, it's just about identifying what you want and then yeah. putting a plan in place to like what is it? Um, I'm reading Ben Bergeron's book with Chris that Christine Ball wrote with him, and he said, "Fuck, what's the name of the thing?" He said, "Big, audacious, hairy goals," like B A H G. So he's like, you have this ridiculous like for him with Comtrain, it was like a million users was his yeah. big audacious hairy goal so it's like something that like it's a big picture thing that like you know way down the line but then all the little decisions that you make are little things that will put you in a better position to get there so like to, if you said it to someone else they'd be like man that's fucking crazy but then like in your head you're like well it's like when you're doing a workout and you're doing you know doing say 21 or 22.1 and you're like you could get overawed by being like oh fuck i have to get seven rounds like jesus that's so like how, how can i do that whereas i think was it chris hinshaw or someone was saying that like if you're going for a run all you need to think about is your next step so like if you're lying on the ground about to do a wall walk all you need to think about is get your feet on the wall and then it's like then move your hands and then it's like keep moving your hands move your hands back out then it's like pick up the dumbbell you know like it's the little steps Whereas if you said to someone at the start, I'm going to get 14 rounds, they'd be like, you're fucking crazy. Whereas, you know, like, you know what the skills you have and you know the small little steps you need to take in order to get there. Now, 14 rounds is crazy. but Yeah, I, I, I'm just laughing because I did 22.1 today and, and like, I, I had a mental breakdown during the whole of the wall box. Like, I really had a mental, I wish it could have been like that. Uh, unfortunately, it was no, but, you, but you're right. And I, like, I'll, I'll give you an example, probably for you as well. When you, like, I've, I guess that, you know, for you having Matt Fraser on, on the podcast has always been like a really big goal of yours. Mm. Like, hey, I would love to have Matt Fraser. And then, but you didn't just sit there and be like, I'm just going to wait for Matt Fraser to, to DM me. Hey, let's do a podcast. No, like you've been grinding on your podcast for, for years and eventually the opportunity came and when the opportunity came, you seized it. And I feel like anything in life, it's it's, it's the same, you know, like I'm I'm working on some pretty exciting stuff behind the scenes and that's also something that when I picked up a camera for the first time and I remember being, and I'll say it like, and you can keep this in, but I remember being like super stoned on the couch with my roommate, like, when was that? Like four years ago, watching Fittest on Earth. And we were like, and I was telling him like, hey, like these are things I want to do in in this sport. And he's like, yeah, you'll do it. And now like slowly we're getting there, you know? So it's just about, you know, having a goal, and then executing on it day in, day out, and just always try and make sure like whatever you do is aligned with where you want to get. All while you know working with integrity and purpose, and just being nice to the people around you. Yeah, I like that. Um, you did uh, Europe is coming recently, and that's. I mean, I was aware of you before that, and I'd seen. I'd like I've I was very aware of your work, and I knew the different brands that you worked with, and I could kind of. Like I was able to almost with like say 90% accuracy be like, I know who made that video when I saw one of your videos coming up on my Instagram. So like I was like quite aware of what you're doing and quite aware of like, you know, your your approach to things and your style with things and stuff. But I suppose I didn't know anything about you um, because while you share like where you are so you might say you might have a video of like say willie george training or something or now stuff on the island or whatever or you were at like Le lazar jukic there a couple of weeks ago like you, you were sharing you're sharing where you are and you're sharing whatever but like very little of you is shared i suppose so which is something that like i kind of feel i do similarly as well um when you do a podcast like that or like this is there any kind of not nerves but like apprehension about like talking about yourself or like you know sharing maybe parts of yourself that you that people who know who you are might not necessarily be aware of no i think i think it's cool and you know um i feel like one of the reasons i'm very comfortable doing it this right now as well like in more and more it's it's because Obviously, like I've become very comfortable, like talking to people and talking to a camera, thanks to Craig and Jazz, and that's something that's been developing. Up. So no, like I'm always open to talk, and you know I feel like I can bring much more to whether it's athletes, brands, and and people in general, like just outside of what I can do with the camera. And, I, and maybe we'll talk about it. But for me, like what I do with the camera, it's just a tiny part of 
of where where I want to go with with you know like the the sport and what I want to build in it. So, and yeah, like I I know I need to put myself out there a bit more as well, and I know it's gonna, gonna help you know like my my endeavors. Let's say, um, so yeah, no, it's, it's super chilled. I, I've actually like one thing. So I used to do a lot of uh, when I was in uni, like my first like business venture thing was network marketing, and um, I, I actually like in the companies I worked in. I had like really big teams of like salespeople like all over the world and like I've spoken at conferences in front of like 2,000 plus people before so speaking and stuff like that it's not never been an issue for me. Did you work with PSG or something or am I am I mixing did you is there something linked with Paris Angerman? No no so, so so when I when I was so when I was in, in my last uh, year as a, as a master's student um, I was actually like applying for a job at, at PSG okay. and uh like, I, I'm pretty sure it would have happened because um, I always wanted to, like, do, like, just like this this utopical triangle I've always had in my mind, which which is, which is like, once again, coming to life, like we talked about, which was, like, content, marketing, and, like, management type of, like, management consulting. And it's just, like, trying to combine the three. And for me, it was, like, hey, like, PSG, sports, marketing, it's, like, working with the brands, working with the athletes, like, the sponsors of the, of the club. And content is pretty much, like, hey... How do we create cool like like media around like these partnerships, the athletes, this kind of stuff? And that was the original plan. Did you live in Paris? And then did, were you in college in Paris, or was that like a, a a hail mary at the time? No, so I was in I was in Madrid at the time um, at IE Business School, and uh, it's just like I wanted to in primarily work for a soccer club that I support because I didn't see myself like working with. A soccer club that I don't necessarily like and I've always liked like PSG was like my club since I was a kid like before Qatar came in and back stuff. in like who was I've there always George Wayne Wayne was there like I remember there was this goalkeeper Apula Edel like and that was a long time ago when I, eventually they found out that like his papers were like false and stuff like that they were 18th in the league at some point like like that was a long long time ago and so when I was doing that masters I actually like did some research and found out that there was actually a girl who had done the same master's as me two years ago who had um who was like pretty much at that point like she was like the head of PSG Southeast Asia in Singapore and I was like oh Singapore's cool like I'll, I'll go back there um so I was like yeah let's do it and then she did all the processes and somehow I ended up in New York <laughs> at, at 9 the, the, the natural the natural progression um yeah how did you how did you get to know um Willie? It's a very funny story. Willie and I we, we met in the elevator in Dubai. Okay. Dubai CrossFit House. So it's actually quite funny because when I met Shane and here the first time, I told Shane straight I was like, I would love to work with Willie one day. Like I would love to meet the guy. And I knew he was from a very close town to mine in France. And you know, at some point, like, so first time I went to Rogue, so it was the first edition of Rogue Invitational. I, I, I can perfectly remember the, the, the scene. Like, it was like last workout, the podium was done, and like they were going back in the hallway. And I was like, Willie, Willie, hey, I'm from France. Like, I'm from the same area as you. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. But he didn't remember me. And like, he was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, maybe he didn't hear or whatever. Like, we've never really like agreed on like what, what really happened there. And then, um, the year afterwards at the games, like for some reason, like there was like, I think it was the guys from Goad and his, uh, and his wife, right? So I was in the media pit and they were right behind me. And so I went to talk to them be like, Hey, I'm from Strasbourg, like same area as you and stuff. And they're like, Oh, all good and stuff. So just chatted really quickly. And then in Dubai, like a couple of months later, we're in the elevator. No, f first of all, I went to it. I was like, Hey dude, can I do an interview of you? And he's like, yeah, sure. But I did the interview in French. And like the day after, I had like a, a clip of a clean and jerk of his on my phone. And so I pressed on the elevator button. And like he, and like the door opens. And like he's in the elevator with his wife. And then I start talking to him in French. And he's like, you interviewed me for five minutes in English. And like now you tell me you speak French. And I just sent him the clip. And from there, it's just history. Like we've, we've chatted. And then I spent some time with him. Um, it's actually quite interesting that the first day I went to meet him in his gym was actually the day after he initially injured his shoulder. 
for the very very first time like two years ago um and then from there like it's it's been like growing relationship you know obviously the beginning was like a very working relationship but now like like he's one of my best friends in the, in the space we get along very well like we're just talking today about like about other stuff and just such a good dude like it's very very inspiring to see a guy like this and what i really like about him is yes for him like the sport is very important and he wants to perform but his life is not all about performance like what he's doing around it with his programming with his gym with his life in general is just so inspiring and it's it's what i aspire to like do at some point in my life as well just just overall a, a good guy a very smart guy super hard worker and i like to be on these kind of people how do you how do you say the name of his programming company wish crossfit uh wish training okay so because I, I was always like is it w, w-i-s or do you pronounce it as a word it doesn't mean something or is it initials no, it's Wies, yeah yeah when you're success oh okay oh yeah okay all right okay um and is it, it like so you're kind of like when you get that close to someone like says like you're you're very close to him i'm assuming you're very close to gabby you're spending a lot of time with her like jacqueline other athletes in the program crystal like you're you're you know when you're essentially living in someone's shadow with a camera you it, it must be impossible not to get to know them not to get to like them not to start rooting for them not to want them to do well not to become a like a friend and a fan and like as well as I suppose using them as a muse or whatever like is it it ever difficult like do the lines ever get blurred of like I suppose like you're trying to show them in a good light so it probably doesn't matter either way does it no it doesn't really matter for me like I'm a strong believer that like if you're if you like if you build a friend first you'll get the most authentic content you can get and that's why I'm so excited about the, the series on Gabby it's because I feel like I can get the best out of Gabby when it comes to like putting like out something and I make it, I think it can like, I feel like she'll be much more comfortable with me talking like completely dying after workout than if a random dude goes out of camera. That's one thing. But the second thing is I feel like by knowing the athletes better, it's like I can understand. I also know much better when is a good time to like point the camera and when it's not a good time to point the camera. So, so for example, like I, I, I know when I'm at, when I'm at, with Willie, for example, I know very well when not to get close to him. Like I can like when Willie cleans, cleans 170, I can get really, really close to him. Like, and cause like, I know how he moves, he knows how I move. So I can be like, like a meter away from him. Like it'll be fine. But I know that when he does other things, like I know, like I have to be like either not filming or I have to be like yeah. very far with the long lens. And it's pretty much like the same for for everyone. I think it's just like something you develop over time. So you mentioned there the the documentary on Gabby and the the kind of, I suppose like first episode or like season trailer or it was like a short like about what was it about four minutes? Yeah, three minutes. And that came out on last Thursday, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was really good. First of all, I really liked it. Um, I messaged you about it afterwards, but I think if anyone hasn't seen it, they should go. So it's on her um, YouTube channel. Um, oh, gas and brakes. Yeah, and there's so there's a there, I think there's a link in your page and there's one in her page as well. Um, so what I liked about it, uh, and it was similar to. I don't know, did you send me something or did I see a picture or something? But you, so there's a, there's a nice, uh, like you've done like the, the kind of retro bits or the throwback clips and stuff in a style that's like, it's like a home movie and it's like a retro thing, but it's also not like over the top. Like a lot of people, when they do that stuff, they kind of go ham on it and it's like, all right, we get it. It's a fucking old bit of footage. Like, but come on, it's not, it wasn't recorded in 1960. Like, so you've kind of got a nice blend of like, it's visually different. Like the colors are different and the, you know, the style of it, like it's kind of more, it's recessed into the screen a bit more rather. Like, so it's obvious, like I'm not looking at the same thing. I'm looking at different footage or whatever. So I like that. Um, But I think as well, it's kind of like you mentioned there that like you can get the best out of her compared to like some, a stranger or whatever. And like, it is true because like when I interview people, if I interview someone and I've tried it both ways, I've, so sometimes I try and talk to someone like before, before I start recording 
and there's just nothing there's nothing there like there's nothing coming back and it's just like okay fuck it i'll just hit record and like throughout the episode it's just a bit stiff or a bit like you know you can tell they're holding back a bit and then there's other times where like we're probably in a unique position because we're recording this for a second time but like i feel more comfortable with you now than i did at any point the first time and like hopefully that's reciprocated but like it kind of like you know once you know a person even a little bit your guard kind of gets let down and i think you you let yourself be vulnerable because you know that they're not going to fuck you over like you like she knows when she says something to you that she has a right of refusal on it later on that she can say no oh. like i don't leave that bit in or she, you know you like she knows that you have her best interest at heart because if she does well you do you do well and if you do well she does well so it's it's you know a nice um it's like the the bird on the back of the rhino but i don't know which he is the bird of the rhino but it's like there's like a, a symbiotic relationship there but like even in that short four minute thing i was like okay i know more about gabby now than i ever have by following her on instagram um like she kind of talked about uh, there's a couple of key points where she talked about the cousins and that that's where the competitive nature came from and like that's a link i never would have made or i never would have thought of um so like it is like it, I think if anyone hasn't seen it, they should go and watch it. But as it was one of the things I was curious about is like a lot of your work is like vlogs, like, you know, bits and pieces for like Team Hustle. And, you know, like you've got your own Instagram or you've got like, say, I know I, I think you refer to them as like hype videos. So like short little bursts of, you know, either like slow moving and then fast moving and a mix of the two and stuff. But this is incredibly different than that because... Yeah. Like even the four minute video is incredibly different. And like four minutes, like I'm sure it felt like a lifetime for you when you're editing it together. But like in a, in a person sitting down watching something, four minutes goes by in a flash. But like how difficult is it for you to swap from doing what you've, what you've done and done really well into something that's like a totally different medium of storytelling? So for, so I'm going to start back to where you started the point. First of all, I, I really appreciate the comments on like the, the retro style because I, I lost my mind over that. I lost my mind on like making it look like right, like in the good way. And and before anything, I'm going to give a big shout out to my, my boy, Barnaby Riggs, uh, who's doing actually documentary on Laura because he actually like originally wasn't like that. And he was like, try this. And it actually worked really well. So Barnaby, if you listen Great to Great name, Barnaby Riggs. What a name. Um, great cinematographer like unbelievable you should start a company selling like pull-up bars and squat racks <laughs> um thanks for the branding like, obviously like the branding and maybe we'll get to it but like that's you know the a guy i work with and we really wanted to like i told myself like the, 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 the name of the series all gas no breaks like if i'm going to do this like i'm also going to go all gas no breaks with this and that's why i was like we're going to do poster we're going to do like super sick graphic design and like we have a designer on the team who's working on that so i appreciate that as well i'm sure he'll he'll appreciate it as well coming back to what you said about you know chaining the the storyline like the, the style of videos i'm doing it is very different um but what i'm trying to do is i i want to try and see how how far i can push the storyline and and build hype like do like really cool edits within it i, I really want to see to what extent i can like elevate both at the same time because i feel like that's like i'm i'm and maybe i'm talking ahead of myself right now but like i'm trying to do something that's like never really been done in the space where first of all i'm trying to dig dig very very deep into the athlete's life before where we are now and i'm trying to grow like the idea would be to grow the persona throughout the growth of the season in a way that's like the narrative of the what i'm going for and then at the same time it's like trying to push the storytelling to the max all while you know pushing the aesthetics and the visuals of the the what you guys are going to see on the screen to something very different than what people usually see um but i would not be able to do that if i wasn't in the gym every day for sure so it is very scary and, and i opened up about it like because now you go from pretty much a 40 second video to a 45 to one hour piece about the season pretty much at the end of the season. But like, 
she trusts me i trust her um we have the right people around obviously like bringing in like the, those other characters like Kristoff, like like john and the other characters i want to bring in later on in the season um, i think it also really helps and um they also like both like of the whole crew like they also make it very very easy for me um you know i i never have to do pretty much where like because i know like having a camera out out all the time can be can be a bit annoying but like they're they, they understand like they know that like there is a reason why i'm, I'm is doing it is this. it hard for you to swap between because say i know you do work for goad and i know like Jacqueline and Gabby both are with Goat, aren't they? And then you do work with mm-hmm. Craig and Jazz, and you've got again Jacqueline and Christoph are both hustle-made athletes. So, like, is it is it is it hard like taking off your documentary hat, putting on your Goat hat, taking off your Goat hat, putting on your like? Is it difficult to swap roles? Not really. Um, I feel like first of all, what's really cool is that both Goat and Hustle like. And all the brands like they, they they know that like the documentary is like a really big priority um this year, but also at the same time like, like go out know that if they ask something like they're gonna get it and you know like at the end of the day like if I ever like if I'm shooting like a go out video, like I can use the yeah. footage in the documentary that's perfectly fine, but if like for example like one day like hustle need like a, a video of Jacqueline like like I don't know if you saw like we did a full day of shooting of Jack and Dostrom on the Team Richie channel like. I'm not, I'm not filming for the documentary yeah. every day. Like today, I just filmed the repeat of the work and then I just trained with them all day. Like I'm, I'm not, I, the, when I got here, I filmed like every day at the beginning and I was like, I filled up like half a terabyte of footage in a week and I was like, this is not sustainable. Did you watch it all back? Yeah, pretty much. But but like, but it came and actually... Re- like, when, you're, when you're recording, do you make a mental note of like, okay, I start recording at 6 a.m. It's... 9 a.m. and something incredible just happened or do you just keep recording like different bits and then at the end of the day be like right what have i got and start like trawling through it yeah pretty much that (laughs) you can can try and remember where the good shots are but like you can try but yeah i i even do that with this where sometimes i'll be talking to someone i'll be like wow that was really insightful like i must remember like i look at the time and be like oh 44 minutes in I must remember at that time so that I can find that clip really easily when I'm editing it and then I can make that into a clip and then I come to do it and I'm like, what did we talk about when we were doing <laughs> I just forget everything and forget, like, never mind the times, I forget even just what we talk about. Um, but it's good. It's it's actually, I, I'm happy it happens because now, and this is going to help me a lot come competitions because now I'm 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 filling in some holes which I have in my creation game which i think um will be solved by the time i get out of mallorca and go to an in-person comp what do you think those are i'm not going to say more about it (laughs) um uh, do you know how many obviously it's it's i suppose primarily dictated by how well the season goes for her and what happens and stuff um but have you got an idea in your head of is it going to be like one long like one like say like the mayhem thing like one long film or is it going to be like 10 episodes eight episodes five episodes have you got an idea in your head no it's going to be episodes we're going to we're going to do one episode after the open um we're we'll do one episode for quarterfinals one episode for semis prep semis and then we'll do like a games prep episode and then we'll do probably like either one like either two like decently long or like one really long um games video depending on on how the games go and the game the games is going to be crazy because like like we're, we're bringing like a full-on production team at the games for this like it's it's going to be massive like it's the first time actually working i'm, I'm trying to put up a, a team together um for this and it's actually very very rewarding to much more than i thought it would be it's very rewarding to have people like involved in the project it's really cool and it's all and it's all people outside of crossfit which is what i, I love that it's only people outside of CrossFit who are like helping. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. As in, like they don't even do it. No, like, they, like they know it. Like, for example, like the guy who's gonna most certainly shoot um, semis in the games. Like he, 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 he knows. Like, I mean, he actually came to Peru with with Tia, Shane, and, and Craig and Jazz. So, like, he knows a bit, but he just doesn't do it. Um, but like the graphic designer, like, he, I mean, he does a lot of cool stuff for Hustle Made as well now. But like, he doesn't do CrossFit. Um, it's just like people who 
they, they're not fully involved in CrossFit like, like like we are, you know. Yeah, that's cool. And it's cool. I think they bring uh, a different perspective. And is it hard? Like I suppose maybe it's it's probably your mode of storytelling all the time, so maybe it's it, it's not really an issue. But is it hard not knowing what's going to happen? So like, say you don't know what's like you assume she's going to perform well in the open because she's an amazing athlete and you assume she's going to like perform well in quarterfinals because she's an amazing athlete and do well at semifinals but is it hard going into something not knowing like are you are you on edge all the time because you don't want to miss something amazing and you don't you know that kind of way no not really because like like i know how good of an athlete she is and i've, I've seen it like over the past year and at the same time it's like it's like like I'm not here to like create a story. I'm here to document a, a journey. Like it's two, it's two very different things to create a story and to document a journey. That's why, like, that's one thing I promised myself. Like I will not stage a single shot in this whole thing. Like not a single shot. If you see like a shot of like her like making food at some point in the documentary, or her and Kristoff in the living room like stretching out or something, none of like that will be fully like documented. Like I will, and I told them from the beginning. Like I will never ask you guys to do this or do that or this i might like for example i'm like hey like i'm gonna come i don't know when you watch like the quarterfinal announcement videos i'm gonna come film it that's that's documenting yeah. that's not creating um so yeah and it's just like for example like what happened like um with with the first workout you know when you know like when they realized they didn't like like they did the workout and then she did really good but then they realized that like the line was wrong and then so i was like automatically my mind is okay like how do i turn the story around and how do i like i build a storyline so I have, like the whiteboard like right behind my, my computer right now and like i'm like okay like this is the storyline like it's gonna be this 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 and it's actually really cool I was so, so like as as the stuff happens the thread that links it all together starts to become visible rather than forcing a thread throughout this year like rather than saying okay we're going to tell the story of like I don't know, like family. And then that's the thread that links all the episodes instead of doing it that way. Because obviously you record the semi-final stuff in whatever, three months time. So it's like, it's very difficult to know where everyone's head is going to be at then. Whereas if you're, you know, you might record the quarterfinal stuff and be like, oh, that's a similar theme to what came up in the open. Like, let's talk about that again. So, so I have an idea of how, how I want to do it. Like, I, like I have it, like I have like a line, a, for for the season itself, because like there, there's really two parts. I'm trying to like build a parallel between the athletes and the person. Like there's two two parts. I'm trying to like build up. I kind of know how I want to build up like the person part of it, and that's like because that's already season, happened, but... I guess. So it's it's like that's her history up until this point and her character. So it's like it's already fully not formed. Even. Oh no! Like no no! You, you like no not we we, we haven't so. Like, we haven't even dug, like, I haven't dug deep into, like, what I want to dig into yet. And I think, I feel like also for me, like, this interviewing, because we did, like, the, the interviews, like, like for this three minutes of video, like, there was an hour and a half of interviews. But I feel like these conversations that I had, especially for someone like me who's never done, like, proper storytelling, I felt it's, like, a conversation I, I needed to have with them around like certain topics to be like, okay, like now, like now that I've, now that we've talked about this and like, I've, I've also like seen how you react. I've heard some things you said. Now I know, for example, like we talked for five minutes about the childhood. I've picked up on some points about the childhood. Now I know how I can like dive in the childhood. Yeah, yeah. When I talked with Christoph, you know, I talked a lot about, we talked about, you know, their, their outside of the gym life. And like by talking about him and like, obviously I see their outside of the gym hand, like life firsthand because I'm like third wheel for life. <laughs> um, but talking about it on camera, I was like, okay, like I know I can talk about this. I know I can talk about that. And like, it just broadened my, my scope of, of thinking. And now we can really build upon it. So I feel like the different thematics that you see throughout the trailer, it's different themes that I want to bring up and develop upon throughout the whole season with this thing. Um, I heard so. Uh, I heard Savan on his show a good while ago compliment your photos, 
I can't it was before Wadapalooza I can't remember what it was maybe it was from Dubai or something but he saw someone one of the team like Will or someone that works with him brought up a video or a picture or something and he said oh who took that photo and then they opened your page and he was like fuck he's a really good photographer really? Like, I haven't no, seen like that I, I, I need to go and check it out no yeah he was he was very complimentary um oh god it was a long time ago in his episodes because he does one every day so it was fucking ages ago but like it was probably about a month ago um but yeah no he was like fuck he's really good and he was like go into that one and he was like yeah god that's a really good picture and he was asking what your name was and stuff um and then obviously you work with uh like craig and then other people like share your work and these different companies like FitAid and GoAd and you know all these different companies share your stuff and it gets reactions, it gets comments, it gets shared, it get you see it on different people's pages and then, like, is it different? Does it hit different when it's this? Like, does it hit different when it's something unique that you're trying to do? Because obviously it's nice. It must be nice, I assume, if you make a video of, say, Willie George for GoAd and it turns out well and people share it and he tells you that looks great and go on tell you that looks great and other people like comment on it and say like lfg or whatever people always comment on, on athletes pages like that obviously is a nice little pat on the back but then when it's this when it's like your it's more is it more personal like is it does it hit different i when think it's it hits different because it's new and it's very different to what i'm usually like what i'm used to like You're more vulnerable yeah. with it, I guess, because it's not something that you're incredibly I, I, confident like, at doing. So I'm a I'm a very strong believer that like comfort is a coffin, and everything I've done, I feel like in my life in general, I've always, and maybe that's also why I'm 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 a single man like living life. It's like I've always told myself that like comfort zones are where more, where most pe people die in life in general. And I've always like try to get out of that comfort zone, you know, and that's what like when I when I do hype videos, I always try to push it to the next level. And this for me was like, it, it, it is something that I have like no idea what to do. And to be fair, like, it's actually something I've tried before and I failed at. Um, or to like, I failed like to bring in my vision to life by doing something like this. But here for like, mm. like I said, on my post, like I felt I have the duty to do it. But the fact that it's like, so uncomfortable for me. Like, it's just pushing me to grow. And I know that if I'm able to execute this to the way I want, like, I'm going to come out of it, like, with so much more confidence with respect to my work. And I feel like one thing that really helps as well is that it's something also very new for Christoph and Gabby. And I feel like that is, like, that, like, it makes it more chilled, put it that way. And also, like, the brands, like, they, they believe in it, um, the ones who, who are going to support it. And at the same time, like there, there is no pressure. Like, just like the reaction from the first episode for me was like enough to be like, okay, like you're you're doing it good. And that's why I also have the the hype crew behind me. Like I have like, like people people see these edits before like this video. Like people saw it before it went out. And I have people that I I trust. And when like they tell me something, I like it's people who, who aren't afraid to tell me the truth. Who are going to watch it and who are going to tell me like this is not good this is good rnb is one of them my buddy jeff who's the guy who got me into video in the first place like if i send him something and if he tells me something i 100 percent know it's out of good like out of like i know it's like good coming from him and then like there's like mm -hmm. guys like like anders mom um you know i sent it to sean i sent it to like cf kevin like all my, my homies who are like i know they're like i have their best interest in hand they have mine um so I just seek the validity through them beforehand. So I will never put out something that I'm not happy to put out. And that's, I think, a way of protecting myself as well. Um, you mentioned Sean there. So I didn't know who Sean was uh, before Dubai. And then he put it, so this is Sean Ellison, just for anyone that doesn't know. Um, he put out a video of Sam Stewart. So our Sam Stewart shared a video. And I was like, geez, that's pretty good. And then I clicked into it and I was like, never heard of this guy before. And like, I kind of be vaguely familiar, but in hindsight, I suppose the, the names I'm familiar with are the names that are just always 
at all the different competitions so like you and patty and you know like there's there's names that just are everywhere um so i was excited to see someone new and then i was like oh shit he's actually done a lot of stuff he's doing more stuff um and i saw a picture of you and him at wadapalooza um and you tagged or mentioned hype machine in i think did you tag it or did you was it the caption or something like that and there was like you know the eyes like everyone's favorite emoji of like the looking eyes thing um what is that so so it's hype machine sports group it's uh my it's my baby i'm working on put it that way so obviously like i've said before like my ambition within crossfit is not just to do videos is to is to build a, a full-on media ecosystem and management ecosystem for brands and athletes and that's Hype Machine Sports Group. It's pretty much athletes first, sports marketing agency, uh, focused on helping athletes and brands create the best content. So on the one hand, we want to work with athletes and help them, you know, elevate their media, their branding um, to a point where they can have like authentic media created around them. Because we, we know at this point that I feel like if you're an athlete, there's there's two, if you want to live from the sport there's there's two points that matter one is like your performance on the floor two is your performance online me as a person it's just as some in life of joyce or to call me like i cannot control their performance on the floor i'm not an i'm not an elite athlete i'm not an elite coach i do not know anything about like what these coach the coaches know but i understand media i understand marketing i understand business so i feel like okay i can help them in, in this domain and so the idea is pretty much build an ecosystem where athletes can develop their media, their branding through storytelling, um, through cool content. And, you know, any athlete who wants to work with us with Hype Machine Sports Group is more than welcome to um, come to us. And by us, I mean myself and, and, and the team that I'm, I'm building right now um, to see like, okay, how can we help you? And with different services, obviously we have um, just creation of content. So if an athlete is like, hey, I have this sponsor, I need to create content for them, but I want you guys to do it. It's perfect. Um, if they're like, hey, we want to work on the long term, we want to build a YouTube channel, this or that, but we want you guys to supervise it, can you help me with that? We can find a ways to work around that. We have the ideas, like also be like athlete managers, like help athletes with like their management on like sponsorship and contract basis. Um, so just, just for that kind of stuff, that's also one service there is, um, they were working on. So that's for the athletes and for the brands pretty much like hey you're a brand you want to you want to have like dope content you want us to like like build something really nice for your brand and work on different campaigns and designs for for you know like online offline marketing tools just come to us if you need something like come to us and we'll, we'll see how, how we can work together are you working with any athletes now yet or is this all still in the foundation stage? So, so it, it is foundation stage, but um, obviously, so now the first athlete um, announcing this week is Christoph Horvath, um, a very good friend of mine, and uh, I'm very happy to be helping him out uh, for the next season. I'm very excited to see what he's going to do, and you know, I feel like he's he's a great dude to work with. Um, and you know, we talked a couple of months ago. I told him like, "Hey, this is my party." He's like, "Hey, I want to work with you," and I was like, "All right, let's do it." And uh, so he's the first hype machine athlete. Um, under management and then um and then the rest is more like it's still it's still in like the um, the very very early phases yeah um obviously like the, the I'm, I'm still building the team you know I'm, I'm trying to build a team once again with with people outside of crossfit who can bring in a different perspective so i want to bring it like i'm bringing a lawyer on the team my gra the graphic designer all that kind of stuff and it's just yeah, it's just very exciting, um, but it is something that is going to take a lot of time to build and to get it to where I want it to be. Like it's going to take a lot of time, but I'm I'm excited. You know, like not no good thing was built, you know, overnight. So yeah, it's it's interesting as well because I think I don't. Uh, I suppose I don't know a lot about manage like you know athlete management in any sport. I'm still but I've. <laughs> But I feel like CrossFit is maybe unique because all the athlete managers are like friends with each other. So like Snorri and say like Bijan who does like Ripple Sports or whatever, they like get all really well with each other. They go out for dinner and stuff. Like it's, I feel like that's unique in sport. I feel like there's le like, 
you know the lab management crowd get on with like I feel like in other sports it's a bit more cutthroat it's a bit more like I don't know like uh, there's a bit more of a venom to it whereas I think in CrossFit because it's a young sport and because everyone's kind of finding their feet in it a bit and everyone's kind of everyone wants everyone to do well because if everyone does well then everyone does well and it's, I think feel like it's maybe unique in that have you like spoken to any of the other say companies like uh, Bachland or Lab or anyone else about like doing it or like have you had have you felt much support in that regard i haven't this is the first time i'm officially putting it out there and um it should, it should be put out there um officially go live this week we're still finalizing some some details with about the branding and stuff with the whole company uh, but but i i agree i think there's a there's a good synergy obviously um i've met o'keefe uh, a couple of times i've, ta- I've, I've talked a lot with snorri you know um and he i've always told him from the beginning that my ambition was to, to build something cool around you know like athlete management and just like sports marketing in general um i met bijan for the first time this this year didn't talk much to him but he, he's a really cool dude um i met james sinley um uk and he is an amazing guy like yeah i've heard incredible things i i sat down with him for for an hour and a half for coffee and just picked his brain and just, just what a, just what a nice guy you know like and he just gave me a lot of yeah. tips and pointers and we, we talked a lot um so yeah like i feel like overall like people get along um, quite well and I feel like it's not very cutthroat you're right um, but obviously like it, on the surface maybe they all fucking hate each no, other I, 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 don't think, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's the case but at the end of the yeah. day like you like you are still trying to build a business and you know like like how do you say like it, but I think the main thing is that nobody seems to be poaching people from other people because there's so many people that aren't res- represented yet. Yeah. So like that probably makes it easier. Like like I, out of principle, like I will never, I, I wouldn't go and I would never go and tell an athlete like, hey, did your agent to come with me? If someone comes to me yeah. and like, hey, I want to work with you, then we'll talk. And I feel like that's yeah. the- or if you know someone's not represented or whatever. Yeah. If you know someone is not represented, then you can approach them. But like. I feel like there's no point in being a snake because if you're, especially like in CrossFit, like if you're a snake, everyone's going to know you're a snake kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It'll get out pretty quick. And, and like, like if you have bad business practices, people are sooner or later going to find out. Yeah. So that's fair. Like I, I, I'm, I am talking to like some quite exciting athletes, but that's still very, very early, early stages of talk. Okay. Resisting the urge to ask who that is because you'll just say no you're not telling me um when you're at an event uh say like the games or what a or whatever most of them are like three four days like most how much sleep are you getting in those three four days not much is it like naps like are you sleeping because like presumably if the event is over at whatever nine ten presumably you have to you have like deadlines you need to have like footage ready or instagram clips or whatever for either the athlete or the brand or the whatever event maybe so is it like turn out as much stuff as you can as quickly as you can go to sleep and then be up for six or whatever time the athletes are it depends. the next morning um, it depends on the events so like what a that like was the last time it finishes very late it starts early so it's a hard one i've i've known to to value sleep and to take care of myself during these comps. Um, because at the beginning I would go full send and like not sleep. Yeah. I was going, I was going to surely everybody fucks it up at the start. They go like, oh, I'm not and sleeping like, for four days. Like, and I'm like... Cause you, you, cause like at the, at the same time, it's, but it's also, it's like, it's like you have to, to balance out because on one hand, this is our chance to like for us creators, like this is our chance to prove it. You know, this is, like no one cares about a water yeah. blues edit like th- three months later. Like no one cares about that, unless there's a story around it. But yeah. it's I I like now like I try to get my f- three four hours. Like if I know if on a, at a con. <laughs> Sorry, three four hours is your that's your no like, like no, oh, no, I'm no honestly well. like if I if I get three hours I'm good, like I'll, I'll I'm honestly good. Is that in general? Oh no! Are you? I, do you no, not sleep? When I'm home, I'll, I'll, or I'll would you like sleep like ten hours in a night? Oh yeah, I, I, I sleep is one of the okay. best things ever invented or like ever in, in existence. You know, I love sleeping, but no, it's more like at a comp, um, three hours enough. And one thing I'll, I'll also try and do is before a comp, like if I know I'm gonna have like three intense days of comp, like I'll spend like three days on the couch doing nothing, like literally nothing, and just resting. 
<laughs> like uh, like front loading yeah, your car is what you're doing like, with sleep. I do that, and now what I'm trying to do as as the weekend wears on, though, yeah. do you like do you slow down? As in, like, is your like mentally are you a bit foggier as you get to like say Saturday Sunday, or do you think you have like four good days no, in you so, and then you hit no? The generally, the fourth the fourth day is rough. Um, that, that's why I I'm, I don't like four day comps. I I really don't like four day comps. Yeah. That's why, like, for me, three day comp is the best because, like, I feel it's always the same thing. It's the first day, and uh, it's a pattern. Like the first day, it's like, okay, you're dipping your toes, you're understanding like a bit of the settings, what's going on. the fir- The first edit is never never the best edit. The second day is all the moving day. Pop. Then it's like fireworks, and you go hard at night. And like, you, you know, like the second day edit is like the best one generally. And then the third day is like, you, you got to push through and like, you got to, you got to move a bit and like dig deep, but I like it. And now like I've, I've learned how to like prepare myself better for these comps. However, now this year is going to be very different as well because there is a hustle made, like there, there's like a YouTube channel for Craig Ritchie. There's a hustle stuff as well. There's a go out. It's a company I always want to work with. But at the same time, I have to manage like a documentary at a comp, and that is that is the tricky oh, yeah. part. But we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. It's gonna be um, it's gonna be good. Yeah, well, t- I suppose time will be on your side because, well, hopefully, unless all of the program athletes end up at Lowlands or something, well, which well, would be unfortunate. Well, the thing, the thing them, is, anyway. it's like, so I don't know. I'm really curious to see how it's gonna be allocated. But at the end of the day, like, I'm like. I'm going to go to every comp I can go and like see where the homies are and like film that. Um, and like, I, can, I, I personally cannot shoot everyone. I, I'll, I'll always do my best to like shoot as many people as I can. But at, at some point I like, have to make decisions. But that's also why like from this year on, I'm, I'm bringing like a second shooter to comps with me. So for example, I'm going to have a second shooter who is only going to film Gabby during the, Oh yeah, so, so you so definitely then, like, won't have, miss, like, I'm pretty like, much gonna have like the whole workout, and then I can cut through it. So then it's like I can still like film like the stuff for Hustle Made and this, and like I'll also still get clips of Gabby if she's doing the stuff. But then it's like if I need to get stuff from Jacqueline or Flora's there or or whoever's there, you know, that I I, like, I have to film for a brand sponsor mm-hmm. just because I want to film them, you know, like I'll still be able to do it. Um, so yeah. What does what what kind of access does like is it different for every competition? Like say if you have like a media pass to go are you like will some competitions be like yeah that's fine you can go on the floor or will other competitions be like cuz it like these are official CrossFit events at the semifinals so is yeah. it like if you work for CrossFit you can go on the floor if you don't you're in the stand Pretty much it's going to be that or whatever. I feel like so I- I yeah I I get floor access at all, all the off season comps I've been to I've gotten floor access, and floor access is cool but I don't feel it's like it's it's necessary to have floor access but like you need a pit so that's one thing I'm like at the games there's a good pit, strength and depth there's a, there's a great pit um, so we'll see it's gonna, it's gonna be very interesting to see how uh, how Lowlands is because that that new place looks huge so we're very very excited to see how that's gonna look. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be there actually. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll see you there. That'd be fun. Cheeky beer, um, events. Oh, coffee, I don't drink, but yeah, I'll watch you drink a beer. <laughs> um, okay. Well, look, we'll uh, we'll finish with quick fire. Um, cardio or strength? Strength. Uh, snatch or clean? Last time I said clean. Now I'm gonna say snatch. I've been working on snatch. Uh, bike or assault or bike, <laughs> bike or run. Uh, assault. Assault bike. God, I really wasn't expecting that. Would you have picked run over no. bike or? That would have been. Yeah, no, <laughs> so it didn't matter what bike it was. No, it's just an echo bike. I would have said. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, ski or row? I hate skiing, I, but like I hate rowing even more. So ski. <laughs> um, photo video. or video? Uh, film yeah. or edit? 
I said Ed last time. I, I thought about that. I was like, no, uh, he's filming. Um, look, thanks a million. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, it's been great getting to know you a bit more. And yeah, I'm actually delighted we fucked up the first time because like i think we delved into some deeper shit there that we that we didn't get into the yeah, last time so that's really like uh, always enjoyable um i hopefully get to see you i'll be at i think i'm going to both semi-finals so hopefully I, I like european ones so hopefully i get to see you at one of them if not both um and yeah congrats on everything best of luck with documentary best of luck with um your ambitions in management and everything else i hope like you know it sounds like you really have a clear idea of what you want to do and i hope that you can you can bring it out for thanks man i appreciate it appreciate your time it's been a pleasure to be to be on and uh, hopefully we can talk a year from now with uh, more things going on